Hey there, are you sick and tired of feeling sick and tired? Join Adol Kozilski and Fagy Stern as they explore ways to reverse chronic illness and achieve vibrant health. Your health is your only wealth and together we can be better. Hashtag healthy you, wealthy you. A beautiful good morning to everyone. This is 101.9 High FM and you're listening to the Healthy You, Wealthy You show. I'm Adel Kozilski and in the driving seat with me is my favorite person, Faggy. Good morning. Good morning, Adel, and welcome back. Yes, I'm, I'm, I'm a little upset, you know. I could have rather done a walk on the beach than sit in the jungle. I've got to tell you, Faggy, driving into Gauteng yesterday, we were like all calm, all happy until we got about half an hour. <laughs> left into the ride of Joburg and you just felt the tension rise, the blood pressure rise, people were aggressive, Absolutely. everybody was all over the place. You just wanted to run away. Absolutely. Nothing like being by the beach in Plettenberg Bay. <laughs> and Mary Ann yes. in the Cape Town. Yep. Indeed. I'm here. Indeed. I've got the sea and the mountains. I'm jealous. I'm jealous. It's not <laughs> nice to be jealous, but I'm jealous. There's good in every area. You don't have the winds that we have. So when it gets yeah. windy, we want to move to Johannesburg. So you have okay. moderate weather there. That, that, that is true. And I think we also do have one of the best winters around. I was speaking to my, my son in, in, in Australia and he said, oh, it's pouring with rain. At least, you know, you're freezing cold, but there's bright uh, sunshine. So you definitely can still get your vitamin D and, you know, yeah. at least yeah, you put on yeah, a jacket. I can tell you one thing. I used to live in Montreal and, oh, boy, <laughs> you can't compare with minus 40 degrees Celsius, literally your hair freezes when you go outside. Oh, my so, word. Come, yeah. come back, Joe. Very Berg, grateful for being Johannesburg. Well, as you can hear from our conversation already, we have Mary Ann Shearer on the, on, on our show again today. Mary Ann, thank you very much for giving time. We had Mary Ann before. Um, and in fact, one of the things that I did while I was away is that I bought Mary Ann's book, Perfect Health. And I've got to tell you that um, I'm 147 pages into it, and I found it pretty fascinating, certainly reinforcing a lot of things that you kind of like work out intuitively if you actually just shut down all the media, all the you know social posts, all the hysteria, and actually think about things logically. It's, actually, it's, it's quite hard thinking about things logically because you just put into a state of fear all the time. But having said that, there is a lot... Uh, to learn from Mary Ann, and we're very, very excited to have her back on the show. Today we're going to focus on a particular area, and it probably it's the area that encompasses everything, and that's inflammation. Inflammation, inflammation, inflammation. If we look down uh, just at the bottom of, 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 of almost all disease, it's because, um, as we learned, I think, Faggy, we learned the word inflammaging. We are just inflammaging. We are causing our body to have um, adverse reactions to all sorts of things that we shouldn't be putting into our body. And once we stick our body into an inflammation state, then we open it up wide for all sorts of disease. And certainly when we're looking now at COVID, that is probably one of the underlying um uh, reasons why there would be a thing called a cytokine storm. So we'd like to well, we'd like to encourage anybody who'd have a question or a comment to the 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 idea uh, the um, the concept of inflammation. You're most welcome to SMS us on three four five one nine, or you can send a telegram to zero six one eight nine five one zero one nine. 
This is the Healthy You, Wealthy You show with Ado Kasilski and Fagy Stern. We are going to be discussing the subject of inflammation and I want to uh, open it up with a quote that I've read in uh, Marianne's book which really, really struck me and I think sums it all up. It goes as follows. If you put God-made foods into your God-made body, it will result in God-made health. But if you put man-made foods into your God-made body, it will result in man-made health. Marianne, I think that sums it all, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. You know, it's, it's really, we really need to keep it simple. Everybody likes to complicate the issue of healthy living. And if you, you know, if you put it into something simple like that, children can understand it, uneducated people can understand it. Everybody can just get it and get on with it. It's not that complicated. We, we just like to complicate it because we don't, a lot of people, many of us don't want to take the responsibility of being healthy. So it's kind of easier to be looking for cures as opposed to just creating the environment in which your body can actually repair itself, which means you have to take responsibility. Um, and it's something we try to avoid. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let, let's talk about this idea of inflammation because I, I think it's the mother of all disease. Am I wrong in saying that? Well, it's an interesting thing because it's actually considered like the 13th line of defense in the body. Inflammation is part of the immune system. It's when it gets out of control that we're in trouble. So if you think, for example, if you cut your finger, you immediately get inflammation around the cut. And the reason for that is that it's the body actually encouraging blood and nutrients and white blood cells and killer cells to come to that spot. And so everything sort of focuses on that spot where the pain is and you get that initial inflammation. But in a healthy body, the inflammation dies down and the healing continues. What happens in so many of us is that the inflammation doesn't die down. It just continues. And that's when we're in trouble and we're in pain and we're in discomfort. But even with something like flu, just normal traditional flu, you know, when you get that achy feeling in your muscles and your bones feel achy, that's basic inflammation that's in the body trying to get you to lie down, lie still and keep quiet and probably not eat so your body can repair itself. And then what we do is we'll go and eat ice cream and chocolate to give us energy because we're not, we don't, we've lost our appetite. We're in pain. And, and so instead of listening to our body and actually lying down, <clears throat> we'll go and do stimulatory things and drink more coffee and stuff. And, and there's so much that we put into our bodies that causes inflammation and unnecessary inflammation. And I think it's that when we don't look after our bodies the way we're supposed to, that the body's unable to get out of this inflammatory state because we literally the foods we're putting in our mouth are, are, is causing inflammation. And it's it's common common things, just like a cup of coffee, for example, example is highly inflammatory in the body. Um, things that contain arachidonic acid. Arachidonic acid is a fatty acid that <clears throat> we need in small quantities, but we only need it when our body needs it. So, for example, if we get omega-6s in our body, then you can make little amounts of, of arachidonic acid to, to help the body with the inflammation that's part of the immune response. And also, it, arachidonic acid helps with blood clotting, and it helps with um, um, in increasing the blood pressure if it's too low. But if you're putting stuff into your body that's just causing this inflammatory response, all kinds of things go. Your blood pressure can go up, um, blood clotting can increase, there's this continual inflammation, and then you end up with things like arthritis and gout and fibromyalgia and headaches and 
just really just about anything can go wrong with your body. And chronic inflammation as well causes tremendous damage to the cells. And then if that damage just continues and the body can't recover from it, it can promote cancer as well. So it's not an, it's not an ideal thing. Inflammation is part of the healing process, but it's only a short part of that and it needs to go away. If it's not going away, you're basically in trouble. And there's a lot that you can do with your diet and your lifestyle to get to get rid of the inflammation. Is you know, number one is try and get things that contain arachidonic acid out of your diet. And the sad thing about that for most people is that arachidonic acid is found in every single animal product. It's in eggs and chicken and cheese and milk and meat and yogurt. It's in anything that comes from an animal product. So if you are eating animal products, you really shouldn't be eating more than the size of the palm of your hand, more than between one and three times a week. That's like the maximum. Otherwise, you're going to be forcing your body into this inflammatory state. And some people can't tolerate any animal product. So you've really got to look at your diet and adjust it and learn to listen to your body. And it's not let's that talk complicated. A, yeah. So let's, let's talk around inflammatory foods. So you, you've yeah. touched on, you know, the, 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 this, this, uh, it sounds like an anaconda for me. The a, anaconda. Arachidonic acid. It sounds like a, a spider, like a rachnid. Yes. A rachnid. <laughs> it's a arachidonic acid. So think of a spider. Yeah. <laughs> What, what else are we sticking in our bodies that's causing an, an inflammatory response? Oh, an unnecessary, in, an, let's say, unnecessary inflammatory un, response. Un, unnecessary, yeah. That's your, um, well, really what you're doing is you're putting your immune system under stress, so it just keeps causing this inflammation as well. Processed foods are very common, like refined sugar, white flour, all the white pastas that we, you know, we, people can live on pasta three times a day. Some, I know some kids that won't eat anything but pasta. Mm. So we're really setting them up for an inflammatory uh, state of chronic inflammation in their bodies. Uh, refined sugar, as I say, processed foods, um, gluten is a big factor with a lot of people today. Gluten can cause tremendous, um, inflammation and result in things like arthritis, gout, fibromyalgia. A um, lot of inflammatory conditions can come from gluten. And gluten is the protein we find in wheat and rye and barley and oats, just traditional oats. You can get proper gluten-free oats, but they have to be grown like that. You can't make them gluten-free by packing them in a gluten-free factory, as some people think. Oh, um, why? <laughs> <laughs> it's just bizarre. It's just the gluten in oats is slightly different from what you find in wheat, but it still can be inflammatory in some people. So it kind of sounds like there's nothing much left to eat, but there is, you know. And, and as you said in the beginning, the quote, put God-made foods in a God-made body results in God-made health. It's when you're eating the apples and the bananas and the brown rice and the whole grains and the um, the fresh fruit and vegetables. And if we look at the power plate that was devised by the Physicians Committee for Responsible Medicine in Washington, D.C., uh, headed by Dr. Neil Barnard, um, they've been in existence for close on 40, nearly 40 years now. And for over 40 years, they've been lobbying the American government and sending all this research and science saying that we really should be eating more plant foods in our diet. We should be eating more uh, fresh fruits, vegetables, whole grains, and legumes. And the science has been sent to them, and they did nothing about it. And then in 2009, they sued the American government, and in 2013, they won the case. And that's what changed the United States um um, Department of Health, they changed the whole way they looked at health. They used to sort of, it was first the 
three food groups, then the five, four food groups, then the five food, and then there was a whole pyramid, and all of that was divided pretty much by food companies. So because of this court case, they had to actually launch what they called the power plate, the, which is basically your plate should be equally divided into four, or your day should be invited into four. You should, 25% of your diet should be fresh fruit. 25% should be fresh vegetables, 25% of it should be legumes, and 25% of it should be whole grains. There's no space on that plate for dairy products because they're highly inflammatory. We know that, for example, children that um, have a dairy intolerance can suffer from tonsillitis, which is anything with an itis at the end of it means it's, there's infl- chronic inflammation. So tonsillitis is inflammation of the tonsils, sinusitis, inflammation of the sinuses. Appendicitis, inflammation of the appendix. And all of those, the tonsils in your appendix, for example, are part of your, your immune system. They actually grow baby white blood cells to big strong soldiers. But if it's inflamed all the time, then it's not going to do its job and that compromises your immune system. And right now, everybody needs a healthy immune system. We all need the best working immune system we can get. Absolutely, so, absolutely. This is the Healthy You, Wealthy You show with Adol Kozilski and Fagy Stern. We're in conversation with Mary Ann Shura and we're discussing the topic of inflammation. Please join the conversation, SMS us on 34519 or our telegram number is 061-895-1019. So I think we want to put specific emphasis today, Mary Ann, not only on the fact that foods cause inflammation in our body and gives us chronic illness, as discussed, but that it actually has another terrible side effect, and that is our mental health. Yes, it it can um, affect. Inflammation can affect your mental health from a perspective in that, one, you can be in chronic pain, and that's not going to help you mentally, and two, inflammation that is out of control is actually an indication that your endocrine system is not working properly. Now, your endocrine system actually produces natural anti-inflammatories, natural antihistamines. So if you are in chronic inflammatory state and you're in pain and you, you're being affected, it shows the endocrine system not working properly, as I said. Your adrenal glands produce natural anti-inflammatories if they're getting a nat- natural omega-3s and 6s from plant sources. Um, we know that omega-3s and 6s have a very important role to play not only in producing in- anti-inflammatories but in-, in endocrine function but in proper function of the brain and central nervous system. So we're not sure whether the inflammation is actually causing the mental problems or learning problems or ADD or depression, there doesn't seem to be a very direct connection there. There seems to be a more roundabout effect that what's happening is the body's not getting enough of natural omega-3s in the diet. You get that from things like flax oil, for example. You find it in small quantities in nuts and seeds and avocados. And so if we're not getting enough of that, then the brain and central nervous system won't work properly either. So we find that when people start eating natural fats the way God made them, the avocados on the trees and the nuts and seeds raw, unheated, and taking flax oil in, for example, that not only does the inflammation go, but we find that the learning, behavioral, mental problems go. For example, you take a child with autism and you get them onto a healthy diet and you put, you get flax oil into their diet. We see, I remember, um, one kid, the mother said, he was only speaking in monosyllables. He said four words. Yes, no, mom, dad. And he made no eye contact. Two weeks on taking a flax oil supplement with some barley grass juice and a healthy diet and some probiotics, 
which he'd been taking. He'd been taking fish oil, for example, but fish oil contains arachidonic acid, which is highly inflammatory. So you shouldn't be taking fish oil because it actually has an inflammatory fatty acid in it. So we take flax oil because it doesn't have that arachidonic acid in it. And then you eat an anti-inflammatory diet as well. And then it's not only the inflammation in the body, but what happens is the nutrients you're taking in to prevent inflammation is actually helping the brain and central nervous system. So we see... A dramatic improvement. In two weeks, this kid went from no eye contact and four syllables, as I said, to speaking in full sentences and making eye contact with everybody around him. And at the time, he was seven years old, and the the parents were, were weeping because they said, had we known this, we could have helped him earlier. And so... um it's, as I say, it's quite a, a roundabout effect. It's not such a direct effect, and we're not sure whether the inflammation is causing it. But really, when we are in a state of chronic inflammation, nothing's working properly in the body. Nothing really works properly. Just some people are genetically predisposed towards things like ADD, um, hyperactivity, autism, depression, bipolar, for example. I, you know, I was in chronic inflammation suffering from bipolar, but when I fixed up my diet and got the natural fats in it and took the refined sugar out of it, no more bipolar symptoms at all. Wow. So it's an, an interesting connection. And the thing is our adrenal glands just need a healthy diet. They need lots of natural vitamin C from plants, not from pills. We need the God-made stuff. You know, if, we, if we're eating pineapples, we get to a point where our tongue starts to get sensitive and doesn't want any more. Whereas if we're taking vitamin C in a supplement form, it can actually cause inflammation because it's, there's too much coming on in and your, your natural mechanism for giving you that biofeedback, like your tongue getting sensitive to tomatoes or pineapples or oranges, for example, saying you've got enough vitamin C, stop. We don't have that when we're taking it in a supplement. So when we take the supplement in, it can actually, one of the side effects of taking vitamin C in a supplement is actually chronic inflammation with gout, arthritis, uh, kidney stones, for example. So we should be eating it. And, and the, uh, I always marvel at the way God designed food in the seasons. The very high vitamin C containing foods really come into play like your, your citrus fruit, your oranges, your nachis. <clears throat> there are a lot of them available in winter, for example, when we really need them. And guavas are incredibly high in vitamin C. But you can only eat so much and then your body says stop and it's got enough. And we've lost the art of listening to our bodies. Um, and we need to get back to that place because when we listen to our bodies, we go to bed when we're tired instead of drinking coffee or eating chocolates or ice cream to keep us going. Mm. And and so we'll rest. And if we're feeling a, a bit run down and we, we're not feeling our best, we know we need to increase the amount. Or you're craving sweet things, for example. You know your body needs more fruit, so you'll go and eat more fruit. Craving salty things, you'll go and eat natural fats because you're needing natural fats. But we don't. We're surrounded by all these amazing fast food and <clears throat> quick instant foods in, in stores and, and we're feeling tired and instead of lying down, we'll, we'll eat a chocolate because it gives us a kick in the adrenal glands. Now, that's not going to help your inflammatory condition because your adrenal glands need to produce natural anti-inflammatories. And if you're getting caffeine all day long trying to keep going with the caffeine, it just hammers your adrenal glands and makes the inflammation even worse. But caffeine also affects your central nervous system separately and your brain. So all of it interacts. It's very hard to separate out one. The, the body acts as a whole, and it prefers whole food as well. Why would you say then that so many children these days are diagnosed with ADD? What's different nowadays? We're eating really badly compared to the way we used to. We don't get the natural fats. Most kids are eating cereals out of boxes with um 
you know, they add sugar to sweeten it. All of that stuff's very inflammatory in the body. Whereas I take, for example, myself growing up over 60 years ago, we were getting mabella porridge. We were getting, you know, cooked oats. And then we would rather be having raw honey, for example. Our parents were more aware of things. And in those days, honey used to be cheaper than sugar quite a bit. And so we were eating more whole foods. And you talk to somebody who's got a grandfather of 92, they'll say, oh, he has a drink every day and he's lived to 92. But you look how he grew up. He used to walk a lot. He used to get a lot of natural outside time. And he used to eat a lot more whole foods. So we take kids today, they hardly get outside. They're inside all the time on computers or on phones or on, uh, you know, tablets and, and, and they're doing indoor stuff. Whereas if a child plays outside, sunlight regulates through your eyes, the pupil of your eye, your pineal gland. And your pineal gland regulates melatonin and serotonin. And melatonin mm-hmm. makes you happy. Serotonin makes you sleep well at night. So the children today are not sleeping properly. Okay. That's going to not help with Inflammation. You need to sleep well to get your inflammation under control. So, and we know sunlight actually helps to reduce inflammation. Going right back to those original studies that Dr. John Ott did in, uh, gosh, I think it was in the 1940s and 50s, he would make those uh, time-lapse movies where you could watch a film growing. You know, he'd film it for hours and then make a movie out of it, and you can watch a film growing. Well, he was he was the guy that did those studies that I remember we watching in primary school. This was a long time ago. I'm really dating myself. But mm-hmm. he, in fact, found that purely by mistake – because he was, uh, his glasses broke and he was gardening outdoors and he found that when he gardened outdoors without his glasses that his, his arthritis in his joints improved whereas when he was wearing his glasses outdoors, wow. his arthritis didn't improve. So he went and started studying it and he found that the effect of the sunlight on the pineal gland affects the endocrine system and the endocrine system produces natural anti-inflammatories. So we need natural light. And kids today are not getting enough. And I know Charlotte Mason, who's an educator going back to the sort of 1800s, she wanted one of the things she advocated for and insisted on, and she was in England where there's not a lot of light available, or especially in winter, that children need to aim for six hours of outdoor time a day. Wow. And kids today, if they're getting six minutes, they're lucky. You know, they're in and out of the car and they're in and out of the mall. So they need to be outdoors. They need to have their shoes off. They need to be eating whole foods. They need a bowl of fresh fruit to snack on while they're playing, not a bowl of chips. Kids today are given packets of chips as a snack. And, you know, parents will think it's healthy because there's no preservatives in it. But fried potato chips can be inflammatory for heated fats. Anything fried is inflammatory in the body. So we look at what the typical kid today eats. It's eating ready-made cereals with sugar and milk, and milk contains arachidonic acid. That's going to cause inflammation. Then they're going to go to school, and if they're lucky, they'll get a sandwich. If they're unlucky, they'll get money to go to the tuck shop and buy some junk food there, you know, something that's got full of gluten and wheat and sugar and all kinds of things. And then they come home and they're probably going to have a pizza, totally inflammatory because you've got the gluten and the cheese. And for supper, what are they going to have? Maybe some chicken or fish and some rice and a little bit of vegetables. If you think of how we should be eating, 50% of our diet, according to that power plate, should be fruit and vegetables. And it's not. I can tell you now that I've only learned later on in life how like the effects that dairy and gluten have had on, on my brain. You know, when yeah. it comes to concentration, when it comes to mood, when it comes to behavior, now when I look at my kid and he's eating a piece of pizza and say, watch your, watch out, your mood's going to change and you're going to start misbehaving after. Yeah. We, we know that gluten affects your thyroid gland and your thyroid gland controls mental clarity. So your brain can be crystal clear and you go and have something with gluten in it, like a slow, it can be whole, homemade whole wheat bread. 
and the next thing you've got brain fog and you, your brain doesn't yeah. want to work. And with that, a bit of con, and, and it's happened because when our grandparents were around, they ate whole wheat bread that was homemade, but now we eat it shop bought and they put sugar in it to make the yeast rice and to make it more palatable. So we'll eat more and they take out all the nutrition. And so when we eat normal shop made bread, your blood, your blood sugar is affected. And because it's processed and it's got sugar in it. They're and also so adding in the, the fortified folic acid, which isn't good for absolute, a lot of people with the, ge- yep. with the genetic. Absolutely. Yep. So you, 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 you've altered the way that our creator originally designed our foods to go into our body. And we think we're smart. The human beings think they're so smart that they can just keep, um, you know, discovering new ways of doing things and new ways of making food. And they just keep sort of going down this rabbit hole. And it's actually quite frightening. We've actually got to go back to eating natural, whole grain, unprocessed foods. And we need to be growing as much as we can in our own homes, you know. And it's, I spoke to a young guy the other day who interviewed me and he said he's actually growing vegetables on his veranda of his apartment because he's realized that he needs to be in touch with the soil and he needs to be eating something that he's grown himself. I mean, this young guy, and I was just so impressed. Do you think we spent thousands of of rands growing perfect roses or perfect lawns when we could rip it all up? And a lot of people in America are doing this. They rip up their front lawns. And they, you know, the one that's showing onto the street that looks so beautiful and they're growing fruit and vegetables there. They still have a play area for their kids on the other side or they take them to the local park. We, 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 we live this very upside down way. And I think when we're growing our own food and we teach children, it's one of the things we do at, we've got a little school we started, um, seven years ago. We teach the kids to grow their own food and they in touch with the earth, but they also learn about seasonal changes. And you can't grow stuff and not be aware of our creator. You just can't because you know that just a storm could come and wipe it all out and or too much heat could just kill it. And you're so aware of this incredible miracle of things growing in the ground. You put in the seed and then you become aware of seed time and harvest. And those are wonderful, solid spiritual principles that we all need to be in touch with. And it's so it's we, really are, we are aware that, that, the, that food is medicine and, you know, I'd like to kind of take a bit of a step back and understand what exactly, first of all, what symptoms should we be looking out for? So bloated stomach, gassy, headaches, that type of stuff, number one. Number yeah. two, um, I do understand that there's, you know, within health, and Adel and I speak about this all the time, there is so there are so many things to test for and to understand what is going on in someone's body. So, you know, a, a homeopath will go and say, okay, test for such and such, parasites, candida, leaky gut, um, Lyme disease. There, there's a list that can go on and on and on. And um, I mean, I know that you, you can become parasites. I watched your YouTube clip on parasites. Just, just, just deworming a family could be super important when it comes to inflammation and yeah. diseases. Absolutely. So number one, what, like, what are the what are the symptoms that we need to look out for? And number two, when it comes to understanding the body and understanding what is exactly going on in your specific body. What what would you do? Okay. So the first thing we've got to look for, and rather than running around taking a million tests, because that could make you broke and make you neurotic as you go from test to test yes. to test. And, oh, I'm, and then you start looking at your genetic and I'm genetically predisposed. And I, yes. I'm not kidding. A woman from Australia, I was on Zoom with the, one of our training sessions, and this woman from Australia told me that she was working with a girl, a daughter and a mother who'd both had their stomachs removed because the doctor had found they had a gene in their body for stomach cancer. They didn't oh have the stomach Adel, cancer. this is your topic. Had, 
No, this is complete craziness. It's like having your breasts removed because you've got the genes. You can actually change your genetic expression. And Dr. William Lee is a very well-known international doctor who's shown categorically that when you change your diet, you can change your genetic expression. But people don't know this. We just There's this fear out there. So the first thing is, what do you do? Okay, my body is not feeling comfortable. You can say, I'm getting headaches. I'm constipated. I'm not sleeping well at night. I have aches and pains. There's something wrong, but I don't know what the wrong is. The very first thing you do is start putting those God-made foods into your God-made body. Yes. Stick to that power plate. 25% fruit, 25% vegetables, whole grains and legumes. Just start with that. Start with that because you have to – taking tests is not helping you fix your body. It's just helping you find things that are isolated and really the whole body's out of balance. It's not one thing. It's never one thing. I mean, I meet people that are on 27 different kinds of medication, all interacting with each other and all causing side effects. So we've got to say, my body's not, uncom- it's not comfortable because I'm not treating it with the kindness and respect it was designed to be treated. So let me get that right, okay, and keep it simple. God-made foods in a God-made body, you don't need a degree to do that. And then what you do is you start looking at habits that you've got let's say for example you look at habits you know, i'm not exercising i'm not getting enough natural sunlight so i'm going to be spending 15 minutes a day outdoors because right now i'm not spending five minutes out so 15 minutes every day going for a walk and you gradually increase that until you're getting you need to build up to 45 minutes in the morning and 45 minutes in the afternoon and even when it rains i put my gumboots on and it can rain here in the western cape and mm-hmm. we put our raincoats on and we take an umbrella and we go for a walk because You can get terrible cabin fever, and with that comes depression, for example, and mood swings. So you need to still get out even when the weather's not great. And so we just need to develop these habits. They're just healthy habits. Eat properly, get exercise, natural light, and then do things like, yes, do a regular parasite cleanse. And the best parasite cleanse that I found is a product called Paranite. It's a combination of herbs. Everybody takes one three times a day, depending on their age. If they're under five, they take one. If they're between five and 13, they take two a day. And you do that for 30 days to kill every single egg that hatches because if you just take it for a week you've just killed the adult parasites and the eggs still hatch and it starts all over again so you need to take it for at least a month and you do that between one and three times a year and one times a year if you're totally plant-based more than that if you're eating animal products and if you eat sushi which is raw fish which is very high in parasites i would do a parasite cleanse four times a year if you're a big sushi eater so that's the basics food exercise natural light because when you exercise, you breathe properly, and we, we don't breathe properly. We don't breathe deeply enough, and, and you can't sit inside doing breathing exercise. Just get outside, go for a walk, and you'll breathe deeply. It's practical stuff. We tend to want to complicate it, and I know people say, well, I can't go for a walk because it's not safe, but there are places you can go to where there are parks, or you can go and walk in a group. You can start a walking group and take your dogs with you, for example. You can all go with 10 people walking in, in around your suburb if you need to do it. So there, right. there are ways around it. We just we just look for excuses not to do this stuff sometimes. We're talking to Mary Ann Shearer. We're talking inflammation. If you have a, a comment or a question, 34519 is our SMS line. Uh, 061-695-1019 is our telegram number. It's 101.9 High FM. This is the Healthy You, Wealthy You show with Adol Kosulski and Fagy Stern. We're in conversation about healthy stuff. 
There's a couple of questions that have come in, Marianne, if I could uh, give them to you. Karen wants to know, what do you think about vitamin B12 tablets? Uh, what do I think about vitamin B12 tablets? I think in an emergency they might help, but I think we've got to go back and say, why do we have vitamin B12 deficiencies? And when you look at the statistics and the science, 40% of meat eaters, chicken eaters, fish eaters, vegetarians, and vegans are B12 deficient. So from when we look at the actual studies and not just the made-up stuff, it indicates very clearly that vitamin B12 is not from a deficiency of B12 in our diet. We actually know that it's a deficiency of friendly bacteria in our gut because our friendly bacteria make quite a lot of our B vitamins and B vitamins come in a complex. They're B1, B3, B6, B12, they're in this complex. So you usually find that they are made kind of in tandem. And they used to, um, people used to say, but you make it way down in your large intestine where you can't absorb it. Your large intestine absorbs things anyway. But nobody knows for sure that it's only in the large intestine. There is indication that B12 is made right throughout the digestive tract. So we need to get our friendly bacteria into balance. So instead of treating the symptom, which is what we tend to do when we take supplements, we're treating the symptom, we need to look at what's the cause. If your bacterial balance in your gut is out of balance, you're not only in trouble with B12, which is needed for your central nervous system to work properly, but you need to have your friendly bacteria in balance because it's actually part of the immune system. We know that the friendly, friendly bacteria is actually referred to as the second brain. It's involved in processes in the body we don't fully understand, like intuition, for example. When people say things like, I feel something, I felt it in my gut, that's actually a, a message that you're receiving from the friendly bacteria in your gut. So you've got to get that balanced. Now, some people like to have fermented foods in their diet. Some people... Um, we'll drink aloe vera gel, gel, drinking gel, they'll drink that, that helps. But eating healthy is what gets it into balance quicker and you can get a, a, a really good, you need to find a, a human bacteria. I know that I, I use one or I recommend one called Flora Food that is taken from a newborn baby 40 years ago and then cultured. So it's totally human bacteria and that usually corrects the friendly bacteria within one to four weeks from just taking that and then you need to eat well. Just drinking tap water with chlorine in it. Chlorine is a sterilizing agent and so when you drink water straight out of the tap, you're sterilizing your digestive tract. So you need to drink filtered mm. water. You can drink spring so water if another you want, question. filtered water is better. Yeah. Another question has come in. Hi guys, what does one eat in place of bread? I, I, I want to, I want to, to expand that, um, and just talk just with regard to, to bread. And then you're talking about the whole of glutens. You're saying eat whole grains. Um, yes. can you clarify if I am gluten intolerant and I don't want to eat bread or the person here saying they want to eat bread? You're talking about whole grains. What is whole grains then? A whole grain is an unprocessed grain like brown flour for a brown rice, for example, as opposed to white rice. It's things like um, whole oats, for example, the gluten-free variety. It's things like you can eat polenta, quinoa, millet. You can eat anything that is grown from a natural grass that is gluten-free. The things that contain gluten is the wheat and barley and, and rye and then normal oats, not gluten-free oats. And so there's lots of things that you can actually have. Buckwheat, for example, uh, chickpea flour. I make a loaf of bread with buckwheat, chickpea flour, um, chia seeds that are ground. Um, and it, it, we make a, a wonderful loaf like that in our restaurant. In fact, we've got a premix. People can just make it themselves. But but at the end of the day, you can have rice cakes. So don't go for the white rice cakes. Go for the brown rice cakes. 
Um, mm. Have bowls of rice. Have baked potatoes, which are not grains, but they're carbohydrates that are healthy. People are avoiding potatoes, and it makes no sense. Potatoes are a healthy food when you eat them with their skins on. Sweet potatoes are an exceptional food. So I make potato chips out of sweet potatoes as well, and I roast them in the oven, and I just they're so delicious. Eaten either on a salad, in a salad, I put sweet potatoes in soups. They're very nutritious foods to eat. But there's a lot that you can make. I make polenta, for example, and then let it sit on the countertop. Um, and it, then it's a centimeter thick, and I slice it. I just be, cut it into big squares the size of bread. I put it in a Tupperware in the fridge, and I take a slice out and toast it. It goes crisp and crunchy on the outside, and then inside it's soft. I use that for a little mini pizza. I can put Marmite on it. I can put avocado on it. In fact, I had that last night, polenta with avocado, tomato, a little bit of chili, and fresh coriander. Very delicious. So there's a lot you can do. We just kind of got into a rut of thinking bread, bread, bread. I think the problem when it comes to bread is that everyone wants like a quick sandwich. You know, take a piece of bread, throw a piece of cheese or an avocado on it, and there's your lunch. Yesterday, I I came home. I took out my black rice from the supper the night before, my sweet potatoes from the night before, my mushrooms from threw everything in together, ate it for lunch, and that was my lunch. And it's actually quicker than making a sandwich. Absolutely, and 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 a lot more nutritious. You know, most breads are not nutritious at all unless you're making it yourself. And you can make gluten-free bread yourself. But I said, well, that, you know, that we are definitely going to have a conversation um, about because I'm struggling with that. There's, there's a comment here, and we've got maybe a minute before we go to another break. Uh, the person says, Mary Ann's advice is inflammatory because, be practical, your advice is for the rich. How are the poorer families going to manage? Can you speak to that in a minute? Yes, I can. And I've just mentioned it. The power plate, 25% fruit. You eat fruit in season. Vegetables, 25%. Legumes, which are very cheap, and whole grains. In a poor community, you can be eating whole maize. You can be having um, uh, cabbage is one of the most nutritious foods you can get in the cheapest. Sweet potatoes are very nutritious and sweet. And then you eat fruit that's in season. Right now, it's apples, oranges, and bananas. I can tell you that even eating more variety than that, I spend 25% less on groceries than the average family in this country does. And I've compared it many times with so many other people. You end up saving huge amounts on the what you're buying for your food. Plus, you end up saving huge amounts of not having to buy over-the-counter kinds of medication, painkillers and headache tablets and tummy things and sleeping tablets. We haven't had a doctor's bill or medication for over 30 years from eating. You know how much money we've saved just from that. But it, it costs less to eat healthy, not more. I agree. I agree. I, myself as well. I know that uh, my biggest bill every single week is my fruit and vegetables, and it certainly has had an incredible effect. This is 101.9 High FM. This is the Healthy You, Wealthy You show with Adol Kosilski and Fagy Stern. I was just thinking before the break, we call it the healthy you, wealthy you, and just even in real rands and cents, you can become far more wealthy if you are healthy. <laughs> uh, you know, uh, that wasn't our attention, I think, Faggy, but uh, it does have a, <laughs> a good spin-off. Uh, we've asked somebody again who said, please, to give the title of the book. It's called Perfect Health. Um, it's available from um, Marianne's website. Marianne, maybe you can tell them how to get it. Yes, they can just go to www.mary-ann's.com um, so, and then they can just order the book There's a, um, just go to the section where the books are and you can order the book online 
Um, we have various programs as well they can join. If you join any of our programs like our 30, 100 and 365, you can actually get the books as part of the programs. But you can also find that on that website or you can go to wholeworldwell.com. Um, and they can find out more about that. Um, we've got nutrition programs and lifestyle programs and programs for people that struggle. The 100 days is the easiest thing to do because people get onto that. You don't need money. You don't add, you're not adding fancy things to what you're eating. All you need have to do is remove artificial sweetness because it messes up the endocrine system. And for the rest of it, you're just adding it. We te- I teach you how to add more fresh fruits and vegetables to your existing diet that are seasonal. So you end up saving an enormous amount of money. Um, just to touch on what we were saying earlier on. Mm, mm. Yeah. So there, there you are have so it. many there. ways around it. You know, even just getting stuff in the market. There's so many people that do things much cheaper. We just have to find them. We do. We need to just think a little bit more creatively. You know, in the United States, they showed that the average family of two spends six thousand and fifteen dollars every year on over-the-counter medication. That's just yeah. that. And so we found, because I'm dealing with people from all over the world, people are telling me, one guy wrote to me and said, I've saved 80,000 euros. He said, I'm off all the pills I used to take, all the supplements I used to take. And and it was over a period of a couple of years, but he'd saved all of that. He'd calculated. He was a very exact man. He'd calculated exactly what he'd saved. So, um, and that's just, you know, junk foods and... I think a big thing is also just have like a real quality in life, you know, just to feel healthy, to feel happy, to not to be less anxious, to have less body pain, to, you know, you can't, you can't compare that to anything in the world. You can't. That wraps it up, guys. Yeah. That wraps it up. I mean, if you could, Marianne, if you could, um, even put into a tablet a, a, um, a vitamin called common sense. You'd make it, <laughs> you'd be a, a millionaire. <laughs> yeah, it's common sense. Ago. It's what it is. This is it's just common, common sense, sense and let's keep folks. it simple. Keep yeah, it simple. Keep it simple. Um, simple. Common sense. If you need some motivation, Mary Anshira is just a, a call away, a website away, a book away. I really, really encourage all of you to go out and read it, you know, wherever you are on the continuum. Certainly, you know, I've been trying hard. I've had my eyes opened by a lot in her book. And, uh, again, thank you, Marianne, for always for your time and for your inspiration and for your enthusiasm. Like, I feel good just listening to you. <laughs> thank you Absolutely. for giving me the privilege and the honor for sharing with you. And hopefully it will impact even one person's life out there. I'll feel that we've we've achieved something. You know, one person's changed life and Making the world a better place is, there's nothing more, more. I know it was Rev, um, uh, Rabbi Jonathan Sachs who says that you, everybody's mission in life is to make the world a better place. And I think that's what you're doing. And I'm very blessed to be part of what you're doing. So thank you very thank much. Thank you so much. Thank you. Mary. Thank you. Thank you, Faggy. And thank you, uh, everybody have a happy, a healthy and a wealthy week. We'll see you next week. Same yes. time, same place. Okay.